I'm going to teach this morning on the gift of the Holy Ghost, what I want to talk about. I want to turn to chapter number 2, verse number 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Repentance is something that is so beautiful to see the great hand of God molding an individual, breaking their will, and falling unto their knees to ask for mercy. How long is repentance? Well, I've seen some, it took a year. Took me almost a year to finally get it all out, I guess. Others, it takes just a few minutes. Others, it takes seem like a long, long time. But repentance, be baptized every one of you, not every other one, but every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission. This word remission means total forgiveness. It means put away as far as the east is from the west. It means that never to be remembered no more by God. Remissions of sin. And you shall receive the gift. Everyone say gift. That's what I want to talk about this morning. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Master, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to open our hearts as we open your word, Lord, to us. Speak to us, O God, in a special way today, and we'll humbly praise, we'll give thee all the love. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. A gift is something that, which is given or to be bestowed uh, to another. It is a thing that which is voluntarily. I have received a lot of gifts in my life, and a gift is something that uh, that uh, is not worked for. You don't work for a gift. Someone gives you a gift because that they see fit to give you something, and. A gift is very voluntarily, is transformed, transferred from one person to another. It's a donation or a present. This is what Webster says about it. And uh, in the law, it's voluntarily to transfer a property without compensation, without working for it. Amen. Holy Ghost is given without working for it. It's not the fact of how high you can pray or how long you can pray or the words that you use, but the heart is what God looks at, is the heart. Amen. So a gift is something that's given to me. G-I-F-T. I want you to think about this as I bring it to you again it said you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in 1st Corinthians the 12th chapter I wasn't going to go into there but the Lord quickened me to it starting with verse number one he said now concerning spiritual G-I-F-T-S the world likes to say that the Holy Ghost represents one of the gifts of the Spirit of 1st Corinthians to 12th chapter but this is not true. This are, these are the gifts 
of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The things that God can give to an individual. I want you to look at something here. First verse, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, I like to, and I've always expressed it like this, that you get electricity into the building, like in this building here. As long as we pay our bill, the lights will be on. We quit paying the bill, the lights goes off. It's just that quick and simple. You ever get one of them notice at expiration date? If the bill is not paid, automatically cut off. If you don't walk with God and love God, you automatically cut off. It's just, just that simple. God's not going to dwell in an unclean temple. Amen. And so the gifts is now Texas Power and Light don't care what we put in this in this uh, room here. We can plug a sweeper in. We can run it all we want to. It's an it's a, it's accessory that because we are hooked into the main power line that we can do these. The computer back in the sound room can be operated because the, the electric's on and uh, it would be considered as a, uh, an accessory of some nature. There's been times that wax had got on the floor from weddings and so forth and we've had to hook up an iron to take the wax out of the floor. It's an accessory. Something that, and this is what God's saying here in, in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. When I give you the gift of the Holy Ghost, then it's my sovereignty, it's my will to give unto you these operations. Now, let me just put it this way. Some people say, well, it's just nine operations. I, I don't think God's limited any number for us. That good. Amen. Well, I need, I need a good explanation of these. Let me just say it like this. If you'll pray and seek God, you'll walk into these, and if you can't even spell them, you can walk into these avenues of the Spirit of God. I've seen these things operating in my life before I ever heard anyone explain them. Amen. They said, well, that's this and that's that. I said, well, I didn't know. And so... In 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, he's speaking of the nine gifts of the Spirit, G-I-F-T-S. And to, I, I, want, I, want you to, I want you to try to receive something this morning that the Lord is dealing with me to deal with you about. Is that when God gives you something, it's because that he wants to bestow it upon you. It's voluntarily... It is not something that is, is put in dormant of some nature. Listen to what he said. He said, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. The Corinthian people were praying people. The Corinthian people were zealous over spiritual gifts. The Bible tells us in the 14th chapter. They were ones that sought after not just the ordinarily thing. I, I remember when God called me to preach his word. I said, God, I got a problem. I can't sing. I can't play. My wife can't sing. She can't play. And if, we don't, and if you don't use me in a different measure than what of this capacity, then I'm just, I'm in bad shape. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no, 
I have no nothing to lean upon. I said, my family's not any no preachers in the family. Ken folks are not preachers. I have no one to push me or to shove me. And really, if someone is called by a pastor to preach, he's not much of a preacher anyway. And so I said, Lord, I got a problem. And so he said, you were carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Verse number three, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God, called Jesus accursed, and no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So it takes the Holy Ghost to even call him Lord. The Spirit of God's got to be in you to be able to fall prostrate before him to call him Lord. Now there are divisions, diversities of the gifts, but the same Spirit. One does not fall in the same category as what another one does. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are div diversities of operation, but in the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit of the word of wisdom. These are gifts, not gift. These are gifts. These are added to that which you have received from God. And a gift is something that is bestowed upon you. The Lord has been good to me. I remember, I'll never forget, uh, it was a man in Evansville, Indiana. One, he pleaded with me for many months, many months to come to preach for him. I made up my mind I wasn't going to Evansville, Indiana. I had no business up there. I didn't care to go up there. I never met the man before in my life. I didn't know him. And I wasn't interested in going. Because I had other things to do besides go to Indiana. And he called me. The most pitiful story. And I, I talked to him for a while. And I said, well, I'll let you know. I said, I'm a very busy man. And so he wrote me a letter. And uh, it was a very pitiful letter he wrote me. He said, Brother Davis, he said, if I've ever needed anybody, I need you badly. I need for you to come. But I know you're very busy. And uh, I, was, I was in a hotel in Austin, Texas. And I, was, I had a few moments to, and I was looking through my attaché case. It happened to be that letter that happened to be there. And I uh, opened the letter and, and I read it and then the Lord spoke to me. He said, so you're busy. I said, Lord, I'm not as busy as I thought I was. I really am not as busy as what I'm really. Now, Lord, uh, I know what I'll do. I'll call him and give him one weekend. And I will tell him, I, this is the only week that I can go, in which it was. It was pretty well jammed. And I called him, and he said, uh, Brother Davis, he said, that fits perfectly. And I hung up. My wife said, you're not going or I said, well, after the Lord got through with me, I said, I'm, I'm more than willing to go. And I never put such a weekend in my life that, well... 
to make it all uh, a sadder story was that the Lord was letting me know I gave you something to give. When God gives you a gift, he does not give it to you to glory or to receive a halo over your head over it. He gives you something to give away. He gives you something to help somebody else, to encourage them or to strengthen them or to uh, whatever that God, the gift that God gives you. And well, to make a story worse than ever. And so the devil fought me all the way, very, very hard in this situation. Most of you remember the situation, but I want to review it to you. First of all, that my truck was stolen before I left. And I got a rental car. And uh, I got just on the other side of Little Rock, and I have never seen hail so hard in all my life. It beat that car, the rental car that I had. And the more I prayed, the more it hailed. I mean, I never got no relief at all. I mean, it beat the top of it, just like that. And I told my wife, I said, I won't be able to even afford any insurance when this thing's all over with. A rent car, brand new Lincoln, hail damage on it. And the more I prayed, it seemed like it, I mean, it covered the ground. It covered the ground, big pieces of hail. And finally it lifted, and I thought, well, I need to worry about it now. It's already tore up. I drove about 20 miles and it hit it again. I mean, the same hail. I mean, uh, the type of it, it was big, and it just beat, beat, and beat. And I was to the, well, the one who used to get down and look at it, it was dark in the first place. And I mean, the evidence was very sure that there wasn't no much of a car left over when I, when the hail got through with it. And I drove to Jackson, Tennessee, and I pulled under a service station, which was long, it's a long way, pretty long ways from Memphis to Jackson, better than 100 miles. And I pulled under these great big fluorescent lights, and man, it was, you could read, read the Bible or anything under them lights. And I got out, and I thought, well, I'll look at the car. And I looked at it, and I, I told my wife, I said, you're not going to believe. There's not a mark on this car. I said, the only thing, the way I can express it is the fact that the devil put the dents in, the angels popped them out. That's all I know. That's all I can tell you. I don't know. There was not a mark on it. There was not a mark on it anywhere. And so I thanked the Lord, and, and we spent the night. And next morning I got up, and boy, the sun was beautiful. Finally got to Evansville, and... And I thought, well, I'll park the old car. It's a rent car. I'll just park it under the shade tree, you know, where it won't be so hot. And I didn't know I was on one of them trees that bled. And a blue heart tree of some nature. I have never. I mean, that white car was blue. It turned blue on me. And I'm taking this pit and I said, my Lord, it's stained. Boy, now, now the insurance company going to paint this thing now, I guess. And I, uh, this was on a Sunday, and I preached that morning. 
We had several receive the Holy Ghost, and this afternoon I thought, well, I better get this blue off of it. And so I, I scrubbed and scrubbed at a car wash and worked on it for hours, and finally it looked halfway decent. And uh, I wasn't going to pull it on no tree no more, that's for sure. And so the next day I got up, and the sun was shining, getting ready to come home on a Monday, and and the sun was shining, and oh, I was happy, and I never drove over 50 miles, and I mean, it turned just as dark as dark could be. You had never in your life, I have never drove in rain like it rained. It, it was sheets of it. And the forecast said, large hail. <laughs> this old preacher prayed all the way. I don't know, and they kept telling me in certain counties, hail was falling and I was going through them, right to the edges of them. And I sweat and I said, oh God, I said, if I can ever get this thing home. The insurance company give me 30 days of free rental. or I think, I think it cost me $5 a day. And, and uh, I, uh, I got as far as Little Rock. And man, I thought, man, I am beat. I'm wore out. I'm, I'm tired. And I uh, went in and got a room and I said... Uh, What's the forecast? She said, hail. I said, let's cancel that room. We'll go a little farther. <laughs> when I got to Texacana, there was no sign of hail. And, and we stayed in Texacana. And uh, when I got back home, I went to the rental place. I said, here's your car. Keep your car. But the time, I said, time's fine. Don't worry about time. I said, but it's, you got 30 days. I said, ma'am, I don't want the car. I have no need for that car. She said, it sure is a pretty car. I said, it sure is. But I wanted to say, but you should have been with me. Just. And so, you know, a lot of times the devil really fights and he likes to see whether you know, when God gives you something, he gives it to you to use to, to help and to strengthen others and to encourage others and to help them. When God gives you, lets you use, it's not a, it's not a predominant gift. Amen. It's, long, it's yours as long as you pay as, as electric, as long as you pay the electric bill. Because if you don't, if you don't keep up, Amen. Amen. Unless you walk with him, then that which he has give you, he in return receives it back. And turns it and gives it to someone that will operate it. It is not a gift. The gifts are not predominantly. A lot of preachers believe that, well, I've got the gift of this. They probably got the gift of gab, probably what they've got. They hadn't got the gift that he's speaking about. The gifts of God are without repentance. Amen. But there is something that, that is for the work of the ministry of the Lord, the working of the saints. And he says, he said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For one is given to the Spirit of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, not I just got a degree from college. That, that has nothing to do with it. 
Amen. The working of knowledge is the knowledge that God reveals what's going on. Amen. By the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another working of the miracles. And I hadn't got time to, and I'm not going to go into this, but these are gifts that God gives the church to the men or the, the people of the church. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. That's like a lot of people say when you get the Holy Ghost you get diverse kinds of tongues. This is not what he's speaking about. Amen. He's speaking about a language that uh, for an illustration. I was in a church one time when there was a Jewish boy that had got the Holy Ghost. And uh, he was uh, quite an unusual young man. And he was kneeling there and after he got the Holy Ghost, he, he got up and he sat in a chair. And this other brother walked up to him. He'd been praying for a long, long time and he was talking in tongues. And the man that was talking to this Jewish boy was speaking Hebrew. And that Jew answered him in return into the Hebrew language, not knowing what he was doing. He thought it was just something that the man knew. This is what diverse kinds of tongues is, the spirit, to be able to speak. I remember one time in the old building, there was a man I prayed for. And I started talking in tongues as the spirit of God gave the utterance. And the man looked at me and opened his eyes big and he could not speak English. And he told the man that was beside of him, he said, I understand what that, that preacher's talking about. He said, it's a native language where I live in, in South America. He said, it's a native language that he is communicating with me in the language that I know that I can understand. That's diverse kinds of tongue. It's not the baptism of the Holy Ghost as the world says, as the Trinity world and the people in the world say that diverse kinds of tongue it is a gift that God gives now have I done it before no I don't guess I probably haven't may never do it again but it's something that God gives temporarily or uh, as, as, as an operation I'd hate to know I went to a mechanic and told him to work on my car and he said and he brought out his tools you know plier, a pair of pliers and a screwdriver and a and a piece of bailing wire, I believe I'd say, well, I believe I'll go on down the street a little bit where somebody's got more tools to work with than what you've got. And God gives us these nine gifts of the Spirit, amen, G-I-F-T-S, as the operation, amen, that be able to do that which he wants us to do. Word of knowledge, the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by the same spirit. What spirit? The gift of the Holy Ghost. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirit. To another diverse kinds of tongue. And to another the interpretation of tongue. Boy we all have this gift. Interpretation of tongues. I want to tell you one thing. Fake a miracle will you? You may know all the languages and say, oh, I know what God said. Boy, it's strange. We're very sharp on this particular gift. But let's see you fake a miracle. Something that cannot be 
But I want to share this with you and what, I, what the Lord wants to deal with us this morning. And I went clear out. I went farther than I was going to go. Something that's given. Something that's not worked up. Amen. The Holy Ghost is a gift. It's not worked for. It's not worked for. I want us to turn to the book of Genesis, the 25th chapter. We're going to go in the Old Testament for a while here this morning. In the 25th chapter of the book of Genesis, uh, there's a few verses of Scripture here that uh, 5 and 6 of 25, of Genesis 25, 5 and 6, you need to underline these. That, and Abraham gave unto that he had, gave all that he had unto Isaac. Isaac was the child of promise. Everyone say the child of promise. He was not Ishmael, which was of the handmaid. It was two children by Abraham in this particular part of the beginning before the marriage of Keturah after Sarah died. But Isaac was the promised child. And to the promised child, God gives all. All right, now let's look at this. In verse number 5, he said, And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, but unto the sons of the concubines, well, where's Ishmael, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts. He gave them a little present. He gave them something to remember. Uh, five acres on the corner of the of the river, or maybe uh, maybe an old wagon that came out of the uh, earth of the Chaldees or something. He gave gifts unto Ishmael to the concubines, but to the the promised child. He gave all that he had. Now, let me just say it this way. To the church of the living God that he gave all of everything that he ever possessed or can possess. He gave it all to the church. He gave his life. He gave his all of his life that we might be able to walk with him and be cleansed by him. He gave Isaac, he said, Isaac, he said, you're my, you're my child. You're the, you're the promise. For a hundred years, it was a hundred years old when you were begotten. And, and Sarah was 90, your mom was 90. And everything that I have, everything, great possessions, the gold, the silver, the land, the gifts, everything. It's all yours. Everything's yours. And when we think about the church of the living God, that he loved us so much that he gave us all. The fullness. It wasn't because that I deserved it. Because God knows I did not deserve anything from him. If I was, if I received what the just recompense of reward that I, I would have been disinherited. I would have been 
worse than the prodigal son, that unworthy, unclean, and unholy. Because, but but the church, I want I want to try to draw a picture for you here this morning that the church, all the promises that God has got, He gave to the church, to the church. He gave all that he had unto Isaac, but unto the concubines, unto Ishmael to them, verse number 5, 6. He said, but unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac his son. Leave him alone while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. And so he, uh, he sent them away. But I want us to tr turn back one chapter, chapter number 24. But Abraham loved Isaac so much. I want us to read for a while. 24th chapter. Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And a true child of God will be blessed in all things. Abraham said unto his elder servant of the house and ruled over all that he had. Put I pray thee thy hand under my thigh. And I'll make thee swear by the Lord thy God of heaven, the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife of the sons of my daughters of, of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go into my country, to my kindred, take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Preadventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou Camest, Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my seed, saying unto thy seed, Will I give this land? He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing, I want you to look at this. If you are not willing to be the bride of Christ, you think God's going to put a noose around your neck and pull you? No. You think that God owes you something different from anyone else? He gave his servant, which is actually the minister of the Lord, uh, a condition. He told him of a promise that he wanted him to do, go get my son a wife. But he said, listen to what he said. But if the woman will not be willing, woman that all represents the church, the bride, to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from my oath, only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. And then he went on his way. I want you to look at verse number 12. And he said, O Lord God, of my master Abraham I pray thee here was a man that could not say O Lord God of heaven hear me but he said the God of my master Abraham he used that word the God of my master Abraham and he said it like this the God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed today, this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. 
And so he goes on his way. And it came to pass, verse number 15, that he was not done speaking before Rebekah came out and was, was born to Bethu, the son of Micah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother with her pitcher under her shoulder. The damsel was very fair to look, look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him to drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for the camels also, and that they have been done drinking. Then she hasted and emptied her pitcher and into the trough and ran again into the well to draw water and drew for his camels. And the man wondered at her and held his peace. I've heard said probably that she probably had to draw 50, 60 gallons of water out of there, up and down there to do that. That is quite a chore for a person, a woman to do. And he said, and the man wondered at her and held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made the journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the camels had been done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight, two bracelets for her hand, ten shekels of weight of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. He said, Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? What he did was he gave her a gift. He was letting her know that my master is a very, very rich man with lots of wealth. And to the, to the bride of the Lord, when we begin to love him, he lets his blessings fall upon us. And, we say, and he says, here, let me give you something. Let me give you that which you have asked for, a gift. Here was a woman that had went and gave the servant water and gave water to the camels. And when she had done so, he looked at her and he said, let me give you something that, that everyone will see. Nahor, her daddy, when, when she walked into the house, he immediately noticed something different. A gift. When God gives you something, neighbors see something different. A gift. A gift. For two nights in prayer, God has gave me this part. And I wasn't going to say it, but it came to me again. A flower. A beautiful flower. We are the bride of Christ is like a flower that the world sees in full blossom so beautiful, so good to look at, to see. But let me tell you something. If that flower becomes wilted on one little leaf, it tells you that there's something that is lacking in the body of the plant of that flower 
And God told me, he said, when, when you see a distortion of the leaf, it's on its way off to the ground to die. My bride, my church must have a blossom. Something different. Something peculiar. Something that's real. Amen. If you're here this morning and you got a little will in your flower, honey, you better take care of it. Because if you don't, you'll fall to the ground and die. You rest assured, not what Brother David said. I'm telling you what the Lord said. God don't play. When we walk down the street, he looks for a full bloom and blossom. That people see and smell and look at them. When this young lady walked into the presence of her father, she had something upon her. And he wanted to know, where have you been? Where'd you get it from? Glory. And the world needs to look at the smile that's upon our face. Not the sour puss face. But the face that has the glow, the radiant of a flower. Hello. You may hate me when it's all over with, but it's still the truth anyway. Anything that's wilted will fall to the ground and die. God said it would. He told me, he said, when a flower, when a leaf on it becomes wilted through the cares of the world, it will fall to the ground and die. And I will replace it with a flower that will be a flower that everyone can see. That's not my words, that's prophecy from God. Amen. And after she had went to the house and he said, and she took and got food for the animals and so forth and and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of thy master Abraham, who hath not left thee destitute, my master, of his mercy and of his truth. Being the way of the Lord, let me to the house of thy master's brethren. The damsel ran, and there at the mother's house, these things, and Rebekah had a brother. And he goes into the story there. And down to verse number 34 in chapter 24. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. And the Lord had blessed my master greatly. Oh, what a master we have. I'll never forget my pastor's wife saying he was in a place and he needed so much money to pay the bills of the church. And she was $20 short. And she said, Sister Kraft told me, she said, I counted the money, Brother Davis. $20 short, God. She said, I started praying. I ain't got no money, Lord. This is your bills, your house. I'm $20 short. So she said, I prayed, and I just knew it was going to be there. So she said, I counted again, and $20 short. And I just, uh, 
I got down and prayed some more. Got through praying. She said, well, she said, Lord, it's your house. It's your, it's your bill. She, she counted the money. She said, $20 short. She, she said, I got down again. And I prayed and I prayed and I wept and cried and said, God, now you know, Lord. You know, Lord, this is, this is your house. These are your bills. These are your things, God. This is yours. And she said, after a long, long prayer that time, she said, she got up and she counted again. She said, now that's strange. It's exactly how much I need. She said, brother, I don't know where the $20 come from. I really don't know. Glory. Glory. She said, I don't know. I really don't know where it come from, but she said, it was there. You see, our Father, our real Father, the God of Heaven, He knows exactly how to supply the need and and to uh, to open the windows of heaven to give gifts to them that that uh, need something from Him. I want you to look at this. He said. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. And the Lord had blessed my master greatly and has become great. And he hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold, men servants and maid servants and, and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare son to my master. And when she was old and unto him, he hath given all that he had. This young man is, he's... He's very wealthy. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my sons or the daughters of the Canaanite in whom the land I dwell. But thou shalt go into my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my sons. And, and he said unto his master, Preadventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord whom, whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife of my sons and the kindred and the fa of my father's house. And he goes on down and before he had done speaking, verse number 45, the Bible said, Rebecca came forth with her pitcher on her shoulders. She went down into the well and drew water for him and let me drink, I pray thee. And all of these things and and he said, and neighbor, neighbors finally said, Behold, Rebecca is here before thee, verse 51. He said, Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. Look what he done. And, and he came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their word, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Glory. You know, I'll never forget the first time I ever felt the Lord. I'd been used to saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My poor wife would say, move your hands, would you? I said, mm, mm I ain't moving nothing unless God tells me to move it. And I was real stubborn. One night I was down there praying and all of a sudden, it was like a, it was like lightning hit me. <laughs> I said, I felt him. 
I'm not worried any longer. I felt him. He was saying, here. Here's a little, just a little token of a gift for you. Just. Here. Here's a little Sabbath day. And there, and there was deliverance unto him a book of the, of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book to have found a place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the, word, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captive. Recover the sight of the blind, the sin at liberty to them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And this is what the Lord has done. He gives us these gifts to help us. Amen. And he says in Genesis 24, 51 through 53, ask her. And in other words, he'll give you more gifts and things that we're needed of. We are not just limited to the Holy Ghost. So many people think to get the Holy Ghost, man, I can sit down. I remember when I first got the Holy Ghost. I prayed for one year. I wore everybody out and gave everyone the colic. They accused me of it. Said, you wore the carpet out, going to the steps, to the prayer room. You gave everyone the colic. No one wanted to pray with me because I was, I was, I was, a, I was a dry hole. Right. I mean, they wanted to be with somebody who was shaking their hands. No, they wanted to be with somebody who just said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's only one man that I owe, my, I owe so much to, Horless Hodge, is the man. And, and he used to say, come on, Brother Davis, you're doing great. You're doing, I knew I was doing bad. He said I was doing good, but I knew I was doing bad. But when I got the Holy Ghost, well, man, I, now I can rest. You know, and I went down to the prayer room to pray, and I went over to the corner, and I buried my head in the corner, and I prayed for a few minutes. And the Lord says, "Now you go over and help someone else." And I said, "But I can't. I can't help somebody else." They look at me and said, "And who do you think you are? You prayed for one solid year for the Holy Ghost. Now you trying to tell me how to get the Holy Ghost?" I said, they'll make fun of me, Lord. And I went over there, and, and I thought, well, I'll just... And it wasn't long that I was right in the midst of the rest of them, helping someone else. A gift is something that when God gives you something, to give to someone else to help. Amen. It want to say, praise the Lord. And his warehouse is full. Full of. And it's not something that you plead and beg and beg and plead. Lord, would you please do this? Lord, would you please? God is not a person to be begged. I know I'm going slow, but I want to try to embed something into your soul this morning. A gift is something that is not worked for. 
He gives it because he sees the heart. He sees the intent of the heart, the way of the, the man that's going to be. Glory. When God sees that he can entrust you with something. And then, I want to say this. Don't stop with just the small gift or the, the gift to be saved. I don't want to call it a small gift, but the gift of the Holy Ghost. So many people feel like, well, I've got the Holy Ghost. It's time to stop. It's time to dig your knees into to the other things that God has got for you. Amen. Helping someone else. Encouraging someone else. Strengthening someone else. Amen. Not to bring confusion. Not to bring the, what the world has to offer, but to strengthen, to help someone else. Amen. I have prayed for years, God, don't take away what you give me. It's valuable. Very valuable. Glory. It was years, it seemed like a long, long time before I could feel the compassion to help someone else. It was years, it, was, it seemed like years, it was months I know before I could just absolutely just break down and weep and sob before God. I was hard-hearted. I want to tell you something, I don't believe that God's going to save a hard-hearted person. But the weeping and the travailing before God is precious commodity. It's precious. There's nothing like it. That he is everything and you are nothing. Glory. You want the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You don't beg him for the Holy Ghost. I'll never forget the man from Oklahoma. He came to this church. And he, he was a very sick man. He had heart problems. He was in the old church. And... He, uh, he wanted the Holy Ghost, and I, I called him. I, one night, the altar call was given, and I motioned him. I said, come on up and pray. And he said, Brother Davis, he said, my heart's so bad. He said, I can't stand to worship the Lord. He said, I can't lift my hands. I said, no problem. I said, just sit here on the altar. And he sat there. I talked to him a few minutes, and I said, uh, you like to have the Holy Ghost? He said, yes, I sure would. I'd like to have the Holy Ghost. I said, uh, ask God to forgive you of your sins. And he did. And I said, I'm going to anoint you with all in the name of the Lord, and the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And he looked at me like, well, uh, yeah. That's what I thought. That's really when I got the Holy Ghost. That's what I thought. And when I laid hands upon him, he started talking in tongues, and the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And then he, after he got through talking in tongues, he just looked at me, bug-eyed. He said, I can't believe it. I said, what do you mean you can't believe it? He said, I've been to the Mississippi camp. I've been to the Louisiana camp year after year. Went to the Oklahoma camp. Went to every meeting I could get to. And he said, and I walk in your church and just sit on the altar and get the Holy Ghost. He said, that beats all I've ever seen in my life. He said, it's hard for me to understand that. Amen. It's a gift. 
Brother Miller, it's a gift. It's just, it's just, you, you can't, you can't wager up enough love to him to, to receive it. He gives it. Glory. Someone last night brought us a, a pecan pie. I didn't say, I want a pecan pie. But someone says, you know, I think Brother Davis needs a, his family needs a, needs a pecan pie. And they know that's my favorite, but I can't eat the nuts and stuff that's on it. But, but, but they wanted to just, it wasn't something that I worked for or asked for. Glory. And when you said, Lord, I'm unworthy. He says, yeah, I know you're unworthy. Lord, uh, I sure like to have the Holy Ghost. He said, I'd like to give it to you. It's a gift. It's a free gift. He said, repent. Be baptized every one of you, not every other one, but every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for, what do you get baptized? For the remission of sin. Your sin is done away with. Now, when a person is wanting the Holy Ghost, now you've done all that you can do when you said, I repent, you get baptized in Jesus' name, as far as you can go. This next operation is his operation. You've done all you can do. So you need to say, Lord, here am I. I've done it all that I know that I need to do. Glory. Like one man said to me one time, he said, he said, you say the Holy Ghost is easy to receive. He said, I got it all figured out as after he received the Holy Ghost prayed for 25 years. He said, uh, I got it all figured out, brother. I said, well, tell me so I'll know what it's all about. He said, well, he said, you say the Holy Ghost is in my mouth, but it's not in my mouth. But when I believe it's in my mouth, it is in my mouth. And he said, when I believe it's in my mouth, I spoke it out. And he said, that's how I got the Holy Ghost. Glory. We walk by faith, not by sight. person is healed when they take their first step. Amen. You take the first part. He takes the second part. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. When God gave my eye back to me. Amen. The man of God said, you're going to see out of the eye. It was my job to break my eye open and look. And when I broke it open to look, I saw. Amen. Glory. I remember one time my wife was so in bed that it was in, she could not move. She had, she had fell at the bank in, in, in Mississippi and she could not move. And that pastor came over and prayed and I'm praying and he's praying. He said, all right, Sister Davis, come out of that bed. She said, uh, uh. Boy, when she began to move, she began to cry. And all of a sudden she got up out of the bed and walked. She said, it's okay now. Glory. We walk by faith. When we feel the Spirit of the Lord, God said, open your mouth. It don't sound, matter what it sounds like. Let me speak. It's improper to speak when someone else is trying to speak. It's not right for you to speak when he's trying to speak. Amen. That's faith. 
We walk by faith and not by sight. There is no pictures drawn on the wall what you're going to receive when it comes to God. You walk by faith. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. There's a man in this church, amen, and this is between me and him. Amen. There's a man in this church wanted a raise. He wanted a good raise. I mean, he didn't want an ordinary raise. He wanted a good raise. Amen. And he got him a place where they gave him $40 an hour. How about that? You walk by faith, honey. You put him first and he will take care of the rest of it. Hallelujah. You got an ailment or a problem, you take that first step by faith. You want the Holy Ghost, you throw your hands up and say, God, I've done all that I know to do. And if you just feel just a little trickle of something, man, let it go. Glory. You can be seated. I remember at the old farm place at Grandma and Grandpa's place. They lived upon the side of a hill and they had an old pitcher pump. And man, as a small child, I used to get out there and I just barely could reach a handle. It had a handle on about like that. And man, I'd just hit that. Mm-hmm. I just kept on going. Somebody would say, you got to prime it, boy. <laughs> and that always was a glass of water and you always left another glass of water in there to prime that thing, you know, or a cup of water. And I'd prime that old pump and then I'd say, boy, that water would come out. Oh, it was good. Ice cold out of the hills of West Virginia, man. It was just, it was ice cold and it was so beautiful, and so great to drink. But you had to prime it. Amen. If you don't feel anything, what you need to feel, you need to prime your old pump. Say, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, I'm going to shout out my head. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Glory. The Holy Ghost is not hard to get. It's hard to keep. you got to pray daily. Not semi-annually, but daily. Wash out. Make sure these flowers are beautiful before God. Amen. Everyone say praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord together. Amen. We're not limited just to the Holy Ghost whatsoever. Amen. The church of the living God, God's calling beyond the normal. He really is. These prayer meetings are calling us to go beyond the normal. Beyond the normal. Beyond the the natural. Beyond the... I remember... I remember years ago, I would, I had a very serious problem. I was, I was so nervous, and, and I'd throw up for hours before church, and and uh, I was, I was so afraid that, that I wanted a good service, and and I, I remember, I remember one time I was preaching at Lake Charles, and and uh, well, John Wilkins told me, he said. Brother Davis, he said, how can you preach? You're so sick. He said, are you going to make it tonight? I said, yes, sir, I'll make it. Just give me a few more minutes. I said, he said, but it's 730. I said, go ahead, kick service off. I'll be over in a few minutes. 
And when I'd go, all I'd have to do just stand there, it seemed like, and God would say, let me take it. Let me have it. Let me have the service. Let me take it. You can't do it. You that want something from the Lord, you, you, there's nothing you can do. You can't do it. But he can. But he can. Let's everyone stand and lift our hands to the Lord. God, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, God. I love you, Jesus. 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 How sad it's going to be that when that day comes and God opens his beautiful record book and lets you see what you could have been and lets you see what you only become. I still believe the scripture that says, But as it is written, and I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but to the Spirit of God. O oh God, get us out of the elementary stage. Of your love God let us run the race Lord with great faith great love towards you God Lord those that do not have the Holy Ghost God some way God let them understand that it's you that gives it not they that work for it a matter of mercy and grace. I ask you, God, this day, tonight, God, to fill this place for your glory. Lord, the angels will be here because I ask them to come. Lord, heal every sick person, Lord, that their heart is right. Let your glory fall in your house, we pray. In Jesus' name, let us go beyond the normal. In Jesus' name, shall we love him? I love you, Jesus. 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 Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you. The gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I'll never forget one time many years ago.
I was called into a camp meeting. And I'd had a reputation of a lot of people saying, Brother Davis gives them the Holy Ghost. I fought all kinds of battles with the Spirit. I fought more devils than you've ever even thought about fighting. I'll never forget camp meeting, Mississippi camp, the old camp of Philadelphia. Old Johnny Peden came out one night and it was raining and Brother Marcus and I was in the car getting ready to go get something to eat. He said, come, Brother Davis, come. you got to come. I said, I'm not going. I said, I'm going to eat, get something to eat. He said, no, you ain't, Brother Davis. He said, you're going to go in. I want you to pray for a man to receive the Holy Ghost. He said, it's a pastor's son, Brother White. He said, I want you to pray for him. And uh, he said, i got an umbrella. He said, you won't get wet. Now get under the umbrella. Come on. And he opened my door. He said, now come on, Brother Davis. Get out of that truck car. Get out of that car. Come on and go with me. I said, now, brother, I'm busy. He said, now, you get out of this car. Come on now. He said, they want you now. I want you to come. And I thought, well, there's a bunch of unbelievers there that won't believe it anyway. If you did get the Holy Ghost. And the Lord began to deal with me. And he told me, he said, we've cast the devil out of him. The devil's gone. He said, all he needs is the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you things I will never tell. And I walked up to there, to that man, and there was about 25 preachers probably on the platform everywhere. And all of them had their eyes on me. What's he going to say? What's he going to do? What's he going to say? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? We're going to catch him now. We're going to catch him right now in the very act. And I walked up to him. I said, receive you the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And the power of God knocked him backwards. He started talking in tongues and the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And the minister just stood there and said, Just looked around. I've fought more devils than you've ever seen or thought about fighting. From my brothers and not from my brothers. But I'm here to tell you that he still hears and answers prayer. That is still the gift. It's still the gift. Hallelujah. Glory. I might just come down to some of you tonight and just breathe on you. Hey, I'm claiming healing tonight. I'm claiming miracles tonight. Amen. You can put your old bottom lip up like you dip and snuff if you want to, but I'm going to see miracles tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah! Woo! I come prepared in the name of the Lord. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! 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 Glory! It's a gift, and it's ours. The Holy Ghost is ours. It's not to the world, it's to the church of the living God that believes the message. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. You're scared? No, sir, I'm not scared. Never was scared. Just stand back and let him do it. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Let's gather around the front. Let's come and pray, everyone. Let's remember church tonight. Let's come early.
Prayer meeting, 7.30 to 9 o'clock, Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Amen. Let's gather around and pray.